Welcome to Tales of Beautiful Feet, where we recount the stories of ordinary American Christians involved in taking the good news to a spiritually dark world. Listen and be challenged to go beyond what you've ever done before, beyond your comfort zone, so that others can come to know our Savior. We'll hear firsthand from those who've gone about the experiences they've had, the lives they've seen changed, and the way they've been changed themselves. And we'll tell you how you too can meaningfully participate in Jesus' great commission to the church. So grab a Bible and a notepad if you like, while we celebrate the verse that says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Hi, thanks for joining me for this uh, uh, video cast. Uh, uh, as usual, we want to share some stories that will be an encouragement uh, to you to consider either uh, going on or giving in support of our work in some of the least reached places of the world. Uh, the story I've got to tell today is one of my favorites. In fact, uh, if I've been able to present the work to you, you know, face to face and in person, you've probably heard this story. So. Um, this was from my first uh, mission trip. Uh, we were in a nation where uh, the typical pattern is we do our work uh, in uh, going door to door in villages through the course of the day. And as it starts to get dusk, our rides come back along to pick us up. And they're pretty urgent about that. They want to get us off the roads before it gets dark because uh, in the region we were in, the, uh, the roadways get kind of crazy and a little dangerous after dark. You see, they've got uh, a traffic system that has to accommodate not only uh, motorized vehicles like we have, where you've got cars, trucks, and motorcycles pretty much describe what's on our highways. Uh, there you've got pedestrians, you've got bicyclists, you've got people on motorcycles, you've got carts that are welded to a bicycle frame where some poor guy is pedaling, carrying something. Uh, you've got carts welded to uh, motorcycle frames. Um, you've got animals and animal-drawn vehicles. And uh, all of this on the same roadway at the same time uh, in the dark. And most of those vehicles have no lighting. And so you can imagine the chaos and the, the risk to pedestrians. And so my translator, uh, uh, oh, I was about to use his name. I can't do that. My translator was... Um, uh, encouraging me that, that when we finished up in one village, we really needed to start walking down the road in the direction that our ride would come from because they were already late and we needed to be ready to get in as soon as they arrived. So there was a sense of urgency uh, based on the time. And so we got out on the road after that visit wrapped up and we started our walk. And um, as we went, up from behind us came a, a pack of young men on bicycles. And there were probably 12 to 20 of them. I didn't get an exact count, but it seemed like a lot. And they parted around us and went on either side of me and merged back together in front, you know, with, with some people still on the sides, and stopped. So now I'm surrounded on all sides by this wall of bicycles. And my first thought was, uh, is this safe? You know, is, this, uh, is, is something going on here? But they were just curious, and so we moved off to the side of the road to be able to tell them a little bit about why we were there. 
And my translator, as we did, he emphasized to me, share just a little. Now, our typical presentation of the gospel takes about 30 minutes. And if you're going to tell a little bit about the story of Jesus, a little bit about uh, uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection and what it all means and how we respond, uh, that takes a minimum amount of time. I mean, there's, there's, you can only compress that so much. And so I was trying to, to figure out how do I share just a little. And so the best I could come up with is something like this. My name is blank. I'm from blank. Uh, and I've, I've come here to share with you a story about Jesus, a man that you perhaps have never heard of. Uh, I don't have the time to tell you the whole story right now, but these brothers of mine, my translator and my church worker, will be back in your villages in the days to come, and they'll be able to tell you the, the complete story that I was intending to share today. When the crowd realized that I was, in a way, trying to brush them off, they, heard, they would hear nothing of it. They were like, no, 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 you tell us, you tell us, until finally my translator said, uh, okay, just preach. And so by this time the crowd had gathered and there might have been as many as 45 people standing on the side of the road trying to figure out what this white guy, this Westerner, uh, was doing in their, uh, in their, uh, on the side of a rural road in that remote area. And that was the time when two concepts really became real to me. Concepts that I'd heard, but and I'd probably even used, but I really understood. The first was that these people were hungry for the gospel. They didn't want to let me go without hearing what I'd come to say. Now we use that term here in the US, but I'm not sure I've ever seen it until I went over there. If I had, it was always in the case of an individual, you know, a, a, a personal decision, not not a group who was hungry for the gospel, but these people were hungry for the gospel. The second thing was I had kind of reached a, a viewpoint about missions. N number one, I've always felt that evangelistic mission is the, the point of the whole exercise. That if, if you're doing humanitarian work, that's a good thing, but it's not missions as uh, defined in the Great Commission. We're supposed to go into all the world uh, teaching people uh, about Jesus uh, and to, to follow all that he commands. And if we're not doing that, how do we count that as the mission? And so uh, I was focused on evangelism. The other thing was I, I was kind of convinced that the only way to really be effective in these unreached places would be to learn a language, go there, and stay. And I never really felt that God was calling me or my family to do that yet. It's always been something that might happen someday, but it, it didn't seem like an, the, the sort of thing God's calling me to do now. And so those two things taken together kind of convinced me that there wasn't a really meaningful way for a normal American Christian who's not moving to the mission field to be involved in global evangelism in those unreached places. And this experience, being able to, to share the gospel with dozens of people on the side of a road uh, in this really remote area, uh, persuaded me that there is indeed a role for people like you and me uh, in accomplishing the Great Commission, uh, hopefully in our lifetime. And so with that as background, I just want to encourage you. We've got a trip coming up in 2018. 
Uh, we expect to fill the roster by the 1st of June, so you've got that much time to, uh, to think about it. Uh, I can't put a lot of details on the video because I never know quite where these videos will end up. But if you reach out to me by secure email uh, at beautifulfeet at protonmail.com, then I'll be able to share all the details that you need. So reach out to me if you're interested, and I hope to travel with you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tales of Beautiful Feet. For more information, for questions or comments about today's programs, or to learn how you can participate in these adventures in global evangelism, please email me at beautifulfeet at protonmail.com. Beautifulfeet at protonmail.com.